Hello, and welcome to the episode 2 of season 1 of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around 6 minutes. This week, we bring you news on the European Union's conflict minerals regulation, Portugal's plans to relaunch the economy post-COVID, opportunities in Angola's emerging PPP sector, renewables projects in Mozambique and Cape Verde, and plenty more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, the floor is yours. Thank you, Luís. We start off this week's episode with news from Portugal, where the government has presented its resilience and recovery plan based on three pillars, resilience, climate transition and digital transition, at an event in Lisbon attended by the President of the European Union. Portugal is expected to benefit significantly from the EU's Next Generation EU program through 15.3 billion euros in grants and opportunities abound for investors. Of interest to Africa in general, the coming into force on the 1st of January 2021 of the EU's conflict minerals regulation will have a significant impact on mining operations on the African continent, aimed at avoiding fueling armed conflicts through the marketing of tungsten, tin, tantalum and gold. The new regulation places strict supply chain due diligence obligations on European companies importing these minerals, and the time is running out for companies to adapt their internal procedures to the new rules. In the meantime, there are good news in Angola, with the announcement that Chinese authorities and financial institutions are close to reaching an agreement to alleviate Angolan debt, a move that would reduce financial pressure in an era of low oil prices. In another area that could help balance the national budget, the government is now studying the possibility of ending fuel subsidies. On the PPP front, the government is currently studying 41 projects that may be structured as public-private partnerships, including some exciting ones related to transport infrastructure and power generation. Two of the projects will extend the country's railroad network to the borders with landlocked Democratic Republic of the Congo and Zambia, a development that would allow for minerals produced in the mining areas of Katanga in the DRC and the Zambian Copper Belt to flow to Angolan ports for export. Another critical project being considered is the construction of the North-South Corridor Highway with a length of 1,400 kilometers, not to mention the joint Angolan-Namibian project Baines for the construction of a hydro dam on the international portion of the Kanani River with a 600 megawatt capacity. The liquefied natural gas sector continues to attract investment and interest in Mozambique with the recently announced three-day trade mission by the Germany-Africa Business Forum to take place in March 2021 to coincide with an oil and gas sector event. Also, the government has continued its solar energy push by publishing three statutes approving the terms and conditions for three solar projects in Mikufi, Kuamba and Tetariani with a capacity of 20, 30 and 15 megawatts respectively. An international tender for the award of four renewables projects with an estimated total investment of 200 million euro has also recently been launched. While we're on renewables, the Cape Verde government has proposed a VAT exemption on the importation of solar panels and batteries to store energy used to desalinize water for agricultural purposes. Despite the predicted recession of 6.8 to 8.5 percent in Cape Verde, there are good news on the horizon with the announcement of a 550 million euro tourism investment at Ilha do Maio, contemplating an ecotourism development 
development, a new international airport, a first-class hospital, international school, and various resorts, which is expected to create 10,000 jobs in the long run. Tourism has always been an important part of Cape Verde's economy, and the future economic recovery will heavily depend on this sector. Cameroon is also looking to tourism for part of its post-pandemic economic recovery, with a possible exemption of profits tax for tourism companies being contemplated for 2021. In Senegal, the government plans to revive the economy through a major investment of 26 million euro in key sectors, including agriculture, health, hotel industry, tourism and housing. On the oil and gas front, the authorities in Dakar have just announced a postponement of the deadline for the submission of bids for the 12 blocks on offer in the ongoing 2020 licensing round from the 30th of September to the 15th of December. Good news have also reached Guinea-Bissau, where the local government, Portugal and the African Development Bank have signed the Memorandum of Understanding with the view to allowing the private sector to have access to investment from the multilateral organization. The funds will be guaranteed against political and foreign exchange risk by the Portuguese government. Finally, the Timor-Leste government has approved the supply of fuel to its two power plants by the country's national oil company, Timor-Gap EP, changing a years-long policy of opening tenders for these contracts. In the meantime, while the 2020 budget was finally approved by the national Parliament on the 8th of October, the government has approved an overall preliminary ceiling of 1.89 billion US dollars for the 2021 general state budget, the second largest in the nation's history. In order to reform the regulation of vital sectors, the government also recently approved the creation of two regulatory authorities, the National Water and Sanitation Authority and the National Electricity Authority, which are scheduled to commence operation next year. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. Please join us again in two weeks' time for more business and legal and regulatory news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.